plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Wednesday, October the fourth edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, brought to you by XBet.ag. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, we dive deeper into the film from Sunday's shutout loss to the Saints, particularly taking a closer look at the defense. We look at the positives with the young players shining on that side of the ball, and we go back to the offense like the masochist that we are and look at how bad the offense was. How does the offense get fixed? Plus, an exciting announcement on today's show. But first, as you guys know, I have to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, or wherever you get your podcast from. Drop us a five-star rating and review. Subscriptions, ratings, reviews, that's how podcasters are judged. The more we get, the higher we go up the iTunes chart, the more it exposes us to more Dolphins. Helps to continue grow and support the show, and we appreciate that support so, so much. Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports family of podcasts, including the Locked On NFL podcast and the Locked On Heat podcast for local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. I had some cut-ups from the game film today, as I do every single Tuesday morning, looking at some of the standout players that played well and some of the ones that did not play so well. Uh, today's feature was Cordray Tankersley and a little bit of Charles Harris. We'll get to that more in a minute. Also, follow the show at Locked On Fins. And check out my website, thirdand10.com. The week three quarterback grades up right now. Week four quarterback grades coming out here very soon. By now, you guys know that we have a partnership with ProFootballFocus.com, and PFF is giving away an awesome gift to one subscriber per week that writes us a review on the iTunes review page and puts their Twitter handle in that review. It's a free PFF Edge subscription, one per show per week, a $40 value, NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks for you fantasy guys, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, and charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and college stats, team and player pages featuring PFF stats. So the Dolphins have their own specific page, their own specific Twitter handle. It's pretty awesome. Every single Thursday, Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of Fantasy for Pro Football Focus, will join the Lockdown Fantasy Podcast, and Mike Renner will join the Lockdown NBA Podcast every Wednesday. For your chance to win that free PFF Edge subscription, all you guys have to do, go into the iTunes Locked On Dolphins page, write us a review, leave your Twitter handle, and we'll choose one person at random. That's free PFF Edge subscription, one per week, profootballfocus.com. All right, top of the show, guys, I talked about having an announcement, and that's a pretty big one for us here at the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I know it's just me right now, but we are expanding to a print version of the podcast. It's going to be me along with three other writers that I recruited myself. I have been talking with these guys for over a decade about Dolphins football on various message boards. One of them is a former co-host of mine on the Finalysis podcast back with the Perfectville days, Kevin Dern. 
He is a whiz when it comes to defensive formations and, and skill sets and all that stuff that comes with the defensive side of the football. He has been a guy that I've leaned on for a long time on that side of the ball. Follow him at KevinMD4. He is a great follow, a great football mind, and keep an eye out for his pieces on the Lockdown Dolphins website. The second member of the team is going to be Adam Vaccaro. He's at Adam underscore Vaccaro. Give him a follow also. Another great football mind. He've been, we've been talking about the Dolphins for as long as I can remember since I was a kid even. And uh, he brings a great insight and perspective to the game. And third but not least is Mike. And Mike, I apologize because I haven't ever heard your name said in person. But it's Mike Jasterbisky. I think is how you say it. It's at Mike underscore Jast, J-A-S-T. Give him a follow. The three of them, as well as I, will be posting content, hopefully a couple of times a week for you guys to have a written version of our thoughts on the on the Dolphins and the team in general. And just know that these guys are handpicked by me. I really, I get a lot of good insight from them. So go ahead and check them out. The three of them, as well as me, going to have written content for you guys. And speaking of that written content, we have our first piece published up right now. It is by Kevin Dern, the former defensive coordinator of the Finalysis podcast with my yours truly. We were both co-hosts in that podcast. It is titled The Defensive Rookies. He takes a look at Charles Harris, uh, Ray Quad McMillan, scratched out there a little bit, Cordrea Tankersley, Devon Gaccio, and Vincent Taylor, the, the really four contributors to this defense so far that have, have stood out and so go ahead and check that out. I'm going to go ahead and dive into the the thoughts on that here just a little bit with those those defensive pieces. And Kevin and I kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, via text and message boards as well, talking about kind of where this defense can grow and become, you know, kind of the strong part of the football team. Right now, their their ranks are very high up in the league. They're number two in points per game allowed. They're number five against the run, number 10 against the pass. So they've been a very stout and, and stingy defense at this point. And a lot of that has to do with the contributions from those young players. Cordrea Tankersley, I thought, played a fantastic game. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, I tweeted out a bunch of clips from him and playing a variety of coverages, whether it was off zone or off man or press man and, and playing kind of chase and run and that style as well and playing the run too and coming up and making some tackles. So very promising debut from him. He mentioned that Drew Brees sought him out and, and congratulated him on a very fine performance. Kind of rare for a quarterback of Drew Brees' class or anyone, I should say, to go out and, and congratulate a young player like that. So good to hear that. And obviously, you know, he joins a secondary that has been much maligned. And kind of the thought that I had to go along with that was, you know, Rashad Jones looks like he's kind of coming back slowly, but surely TJ McDonald got a big extension. He was a good player for the Rams. You know, the reason he kind of fell out of favor this offseason was because of that suspension. But you pair those two guys together along with Cordray Tankersley and you hope that he can kind of pan out. And then Xavier Howard, who's had ups and downs, but I think he's a player you can kind of rely on. And if not him, you know, if he can't step it up or if Tankersley can't step it up, we got Tony Lippett coming back next year in a reserve role as, a, as kind of the fourth cornerback. He's not going to play inside. But it gives you great depth on the perimeter. So now you have three cornerbacks on the perimeter that you feel pretty good about, two safeties you feel pretty good, pretty good about. I think the one area you might look to address there is possibly a slot corner. If Bobby McCain can't kind of pick it up this year, which he has, I think he's played better this year, and he's shown a lot of potential in the past. But if you want to find a guy that can kind of play slot corner, maybe do a little bit of center field, like kind of a rangy type of player that can get back there and, and cover the deep area of the field, all of a sudden you kind of have a strength in the secondary. So I'm encouraged by this team where they're going with the young players back there. You move up to the linebackers, and that's that, that's the area that concerns me. I've talked about Kiko Alonso not living up to his, you know, I think that contract was pretty premature in terms of giving him the deal. You know, he can do some decent things in man coverage. He can kind of work against the run, but he's totally lost in zone coverage. He's a bad player in that perspective. And uh, he doesn't do much by the blitz game. And I just don't think that he really is the player you can count on in terms of being a 100%, you know, 100% reps type of guy that plays every down. 
And then Lawrence Timmons is a little bit older, longer in the tooth. He's an older player, not going to be here for much longer. But Raekwon McMillan is the guy that you hope kind of solidifies that linebacker group. And then from a depth perspective, I think Chase Allen could fill out a good depth role on this team long term. And then so from the linebacker perspective, you probably got to go get one, maybe two guys to kind of compete in that role. They're not going to replace Kiko, so I guess leave that alone. And Timmons might be here next year. So that could be your three linebackers, which Chase Allen was the fourth guy. But I think at some point, you have to start thinking about the future and planning for that. And then you move up front to the defensive line, and that's another area that's got some young playmakers up front and some some strength and some veterans, too, that you can contribute. Obviously, we know about Cam Wake and Dominick and Sue. I don't think you're counting them out anytime soon. Those guys are both very good players, very dedicated to their craft. They have they don't really slump very often. I mean, Cam Wake started off slow last year, but he, I just don't bet against that guy, no matter how old he is. I think he's got another three, four years in the tank if he continues to play and he wants to continue to play. Sue as well, a dominant player. And then the defensive tackles, it just looks like they nailed this draft, which was something they had to they had to do it because coming into the offseason, you know, Jordan Phillips is this guy that we're hoping can take the next step. And so far, he's missed two out of three games this season. And he was off to kind of a rocky start in his career. But Devon Godshow comes in, and he's a he's a guy that can give you 60%, 70% of the snaps and play pretty well, it looks like. And Vincent Taylor is a guy that can come in and get the rest of those for you and give you the other 35%. And if that's the case, and you got those guys in the fifth and sixth round, that's a heck of a job drafting. So defensive tackle seems to be like a... a position of strength now all of a sudden and then the defensive end you know Charles Harris he gets a lot of flack I suppose from Dolphins fans I'm not really quite sure why he's a good player he's a good pass rusher I posted a couple of gifs of him today on the Twitter account and one was him chasing down a screen from the backside where he recognizes it right away and gets out and chases down Ted Ginn we all know what kind of speed Ginn has and then another play is a hit he gets on Drew Brees where he almost gets there for the sack but Brees is just so good and gets it out in time but he he engages his man quickly and slaps his hands away. He's, he's into the backfield before you can even blink. Very impressive pass rush. I think you're going to see a lot more from that moving, a lot more from him in that regard moving forward. So as you take that defensive line as a whole, you have, I think you're fine at defensive tackle. I think you could always add a pass rusher. I'm not a big believer in Andre Branch's game. Terrence Fidei is more of a depth guy. I think you can always add one more. And right now where it stands here in October, I think next April, the position I would look at again, like we did this year, is defensive end and try to get one of those high profile guys, Boston College's Harold Landry or North Carolina State's Bradley Chubb, one of these elite pass rushers, team him with Wake and Harris and just go to town and kill teams. So I think this defense is actually pretty close to being pretty good. And that's what Kevin Dern can talk about even better than I can in that piece up right now on LockedOnDolphins.com. Again, LockedOnDolphins.com, myself, three of my favorite writers that I recruited myself, going to be giving you guys content daily on that website. So check that out. This is the Locked On Dolphins podcast with your host, Travis Wingfield, at Wingfield NFL, at LockedOnFins. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay, judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill will allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. All right, guys, this is the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, and I got to tell you guys about xbet.ag. It's the newest sports betting site. It is an awesome 
aesthetically pleasing, fantastic, easy to navigate website. I bet on sports, so I figured why not give this a shot? I've tried everything else. Let me try this one as well. XBet.ag has everything. It's like Las Vegas in your pocket. With their mobile website, I just log in, bet on any game I want right from my phone. You have to check them out. The website is super clean, easy to use, and their graphics are amazing. And when you join XBet.ag today, use promo code XBET and you'll get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code XBET for a free 100% bonus on your first deposit. XBET also offers a referral bonus. So if you refer a friend, you get 100% of their first deposit too. So you tell your friends and you all get free bets. It's a pretty sweet deal. I can tell you guys from personal experience, some of my favorite days are spending an entire Saturday with my friends, you know, cracking up on a few cold ones and watching some games we bet on and just having a great time. So bring the squad and build up your bankroll at xbet.ag, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. Don't forget, use promo code xbet to claim your bonus today. All right, I got the uh, advertising out of the way now. Let's get into the offensive review on the film. I didn't really go into much film review on defense. I kind of just got on that tangent talking about which players I like in the future moving forward. But I think that I kind of hit on the players that I thought played pretty well in the game. I think, you know, Tankersley had a good game. Xavier Howard got picked on a little bit, and so did Tankersley, but Howard got picked on a little more and a little more effective against him. Tankersley just 36 yards on seven targets. That's, that is fantastic for a debut. I mean, not for any player, not to mention a debut. thought Donald Kinsey was great again. Cam Wake again. Charles Harris had a good game. I thought Kiko Alonso struggled. I thought Lawrence Timmons looked very good. So that's about where we were from a defensive standpoint on offense. Got to get to the quarterback. Got to talk about it again. And I, you know, you look at it on film, and I, Adam Gaze talks about how some of the stuff that the Dolphins are doing right now is correctable, and he's absolutely right. And he will defend his guy until he is blue in the face. We've seen it with him in the past before. He did it with Tannehill last year when Tannehill was struggling and, and ended up working out for him. So hopefully that's the same thing here. But right now, Jay Cutler is just missing guys. He's not seeing them. Receivers were uncovering the secondary. The Saints secondary is not that good. They were able to get separation, get open. And Jay Cutler, he's not seeing it for whatever reason. I don't really know. That first drive he was later in the game, he wasn't. I think that's part of the reason you have Adam Gaze calling this conservative game plan because Adam, from Jay Cutler's perspective, He's not getting the job done, so Gaze has to protect the offense, and he has to protect him in that way. And it looks like Cutler kind of has the yips. He's a little bit skittish in the pocket. He's kind of dancing around. I mean, the the footwork and the mechanics were never that good, but he looks more skittish now than I think I ever really remember him, remember seeing him. So he's got to get it cleaned up. The tight end's got to get it cleaned up. Julius Thomas in particular. The interior offensive line has to get it cleaned up. Jermon Bushrod had a really bad game in this one. Mike Pouncey put together his second straight bad game. And the left guard was Anthony Steen most of the day. Not a good game for him either. Larry Tunzel getting better, but still not great. And Jawan James was, you know, iffy as well. So the entire offensive line struggled. Receivers had a... Devontae Parker, you know, let's get let's get into him real quick. I was going to talk about him. He was really dominating on those in-breaking routes, whether it was slants or, or quick drags and digs and that kind of thing. He was getting inside of his man and making some nice catches and, and using his body to really shield away the defender. And I think seeing him be that physical receiver and that guy that can get inside of those guys and make the possession you know, rebound type of catches, if he can do that in addition to his big playability, he's going to be a guy that dominates this league. And he's currently on pace for 1,200 yards, so... You know, I know volume isn't the most important stat, especially coming from me. I talk about a lot of the other hidden stuff that you see on, on the game film and that kind of thing. But Devontae Parker has been, I think, as advertised so far. And they have to really start feeding him and, and let him truly blossom into the best receiver on this team that he is. So offensively, it's 
It's not the end of the world, guys. I know it looked bad on TV. It looked bad on tape, too, but it is correctable. Tr- take it from me. Trust me. I think they'll get it corrected at least <laughs> at least a little bit. It's not going to be that bad. I think you've probably seen the worst of it so far. It might take a couple of weeks to get to where we want to be, but just trust the process. It'll be okay. You know, I don't know this team's going to be a playoff team, but they're going to play. They're not. Gonna, they're going to play better. They're not. They're not as bad as they've been the last two weeks. So that's my takeaway from the film. That's going to be the end of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, guys. Leave me a rating and review. Check out the other Locked On Sports podcast for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. That rating and review. Leave your Twitter handle in there for a chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. Also, follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Check out LockedOnDolphins.com for the print version of this podcast. And check out ThirdAndTen.com for all the NFL quarterback news around the league and grades and stats and film analysis. Back tomorrow with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast brought to you by XBet.ag. Your daily dose of Dolphins football. Fins up. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.